0: All right. well good evening church. I'm excited to uh, be presenting the youth ministry uh, to everyone here in the service. We're looking forward to uh, a good time here. Um, I am honored, can I just say, um, uh, to be able to be here behind this pulpit. I know it's a big responsibility, so I just want to say thank you to the church uh, for the opportunity that all of you have have given me uh, to be able to be uh, here and doing exactly what it is I'm doing. Uh, so I do have a video that I'm going to want to show you, but just before uh, we get to that and Mr. Hopper will be preparing that, uh, I'm going to go ahead and give you some information about our youth group because uh, I know many of you have been wondering, well Mr. Castile, what do you do in in youth group? <laughs> uh, and that's, that's a very loaded question. <laughs> uh, I, c- I can be here for a long time, if, if I went ahead and tell you everything, okay? But uh, I'm gonna do my best to try to kind of summarize uh, the things that we do in our youth group. And then uh, a- after everything's said and done, uh, I will present something to you that uh, I really believe you guys are gonna be excited about and it'll give you an opportunity of how you can get involved with the teenagers here at Central Baptist Church. I know and, and I'm glad that we have a church here that cares about teenagers. And I'm just glad that um, I know, I have no doubt that what I'm going to present to you at the end, many of you are going to be involved in or at least want to be a part of. So we're looking forward to it. That's a surprise though at the end, okay? I'm not going to spoil it, so don't ask me what it is. I'm not going to tell you what it is until later, okay? Uh, but I, I thought I'd go ahead and tell you and start off. Uh, with what we do in Sunday school. Um, I know uh, we just had our Sunday school, uh, adult Sunday schools come up and kind of tell you what uh, they do and, and kind of any events and things like that. Uh, I, I want to go ahead and tell you what we do in our Sunday school. Our Sunday school does meet uh, at 10 a.m. And right now, specifically, we're going through Psalms chapter 119. Now, um, I was excited um, uh, to go through a disciple, discipleship book called First Steps for New Believers. And so for... You teenagers know who's been coming on Sundays, okay? And this is just a joke for me. I I can take a book that's like 10 pages and make it last two years, and I, I did just about that. And I was teasing with these uh, teenagers is we had this little tiny, uh, uh, you know, discipleship book that was, what, maybe 80, 80 pages. And I took, what, know two years, two years to go through it. Um, but I went in depth. We talked about salvation. A lot of doctrinal things that I went through with the teenagers. We, we, we went through the Baptist distinctives. That's a great thing for the teenagers to know. This is Central Baptist Church. Why do we call ourselves Baptists um, and et cetera? So um, we, I just had finished that. And God laid in my heart uh, to be going through Psalm 119. Um, I just have a really, really big, and some of y'all know this, a really big burden right now for the teenagers just to be in the Bible, in the Word of God. I really believe with all my heart that so many issues would just be solved if we all, not just teenagers, if we just read our Bibles. And so, um, God just put on my heart for all of you who know Psalms 119, there's 176 verses in there. And if you read it thoroughly, like I did for my devotions and constantly still am going through it, there's so much meat there when it comes to the Word of God. I've challenged these teenagers as well, and I've challenged myself to also memorize Psalm 119. You think, are you kidding me? I'm not. It's 176 verses. Um, but it's, it's, it's really fun to memorize and to get down. Uh, and so I'm just breaking down Psalm 119 with them on Sunday mornings. I'm trying to show them so many different reasons as to why they want to read the Word of God. And if I can just quickly say this about that study that I've done. You know, the Bible does say in Psalm 119 and verse number 4, it says, Thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently. And I started thinking about that. Man, is it a command from God to read our Bibles? And I reread the Deuteronomy in the law, and it is a command. But I told these teenagers, if I just stand here and tell you guys, hey, God said to read your Bible, so you ought to do it. It's not really going to happen. And I can tell you this, if you study the book of Deuteronomy, that's not the motivation he used to get the Israelites to get them in the Word of God either. He didn't just say, I'm God, and you're not. I told you to do it, so do it. There's many blessings that come from the Word of God. And even though there is a commandment, I just went through with the teenagers, so many things that the Word of God gives you. It's not just because it's a commandment from God. The Bible says it's going to be well with you. As a matter of fact, in Deuteronomy, he promises you're going to receive a blessing if you do it. There's so many things, and so God uses that as motivation. So we're just going through that right now in Psalms 119, and uh, we have Dunkin' Donuts there every morning. Amen? Anybody Dunkin' Donut fats? Every now and then, Publix, Publix uh, donuts in there are pretty good, uh, water, orange juice, a couple of things like that, uh, but we're really just uh, trying to go through in the Sunday mornings, trying to teach our teenagers uh, just to have some personal devotions um, with, with God, uh, reading their Bibles, uh, and also now uh, I want to tell you a little bit about our Wednesday services, so every Wednesday, every Wednesday, I know a lot of you church are right here, but every Wednesday we meet usually first off in the gymnasium, uh, and I'm sure you guys have been there, okay, gymnasium, and we meet Every Wednesday at 6.30 p.m., which some of you guys are going to see here in the video, some of the games that we play, uh, some of the things that we do. And and if you look at this video and you see some of the games we play and you say, how does that make sense? It doesn't. We just do it anyways, okay? That's what makes it so fun. Uh, But every Wednesday at 6.30 we meet. um, We play games right away. We got things like Polish basketball. What is Polish basketball? Polish basketball is like you play basketball but with a football, and instead of dribbling, you can't dribble a football, so you just can run with it, throw it to your teammate, and shoot it in the hoop. It's pretty fun. And it's pretty hard, by the way, if you try to play basketball uh, with the football. You'll see here on the video as well, blind man volleyball. You say, what is blind man? We, we put a blindfold on all our teenagers, twist them. No, we don't do it. No, 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 we don't do it, okay? No, okay? Blind man volleyball, what we do is we set up a volleyball net, and we kind of get these, uh, 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 I'm forgetting what it's called. Uh, they look like big... Trash bags, that's that's what they look like. But we put them over the volleyball net to where you can't see the other side. So when the ball is going to be hit over the net, you have no idea where it's coming from. So you just got to be ready at all times. That's that's a pretty good one. Uh, And and many of the games, like I said, you'll see there, I I can't spend the entire night. I don't want to spend the entire night telling all these things. That's why I created a video for such a thing. But we usually start off, we play games uh, right there in the beginning. uh, uh, And then right after we're done in the gymnasium, what we usually do is uh, at around 7.15ish, Uh, Once we're done with our game time, we head up to our youth room. Uh, Once we get up to our youth room, we play a little quick game of uh, what I call either the clapping game, where I do this. Do you teenagers know what? Oh, you lost. There, some of you know. Okay. Uh, We do a little clapping game. We do another game called coin toss, where they can get some candy from that, Um, and then we sing some songs up there, and then we do preaching. I'm thankful at this moment. I just want to recognize, too, for the help that we have in the youth group. I just, I praise God for that. Um, And I'm bringing that up because uh, I've I've announced several times I am going through a series, which you'll get to hear tonight, called Renewing the Mind, but I'm thankful that I have Brother Sobshek, who preaches for the youth group Teens, and he loves the teens just as much as I do too, and he preaches every second week of the month, and so we're kind of switching gears all the times, and he has a series as well that he's going through preaching about how the young teens can be used of God. It doesn't matter how young they are, he's, he's been teaching on that really hard, and I'm thankful for that. So we got the Sobcheks who are helping us, we got the Helwigs who are helping us, and then we got my brother and sister-in-law, the Castillos, which are out there looking, and he's speaking right now on the security. Uh, but we have all this help um, that once we get up there uh, to the uh, youth room, I have all this help. And I'm just so thankful for them. And I just want to recognize them because really what you're going to see in these videos and things that we do, I cannot do it church on my own. I can promise you that. I cannot do it on my own. And so I'm just thankful for the help that we have here um, when it comes to preaching as well as, as, as just in the youth group in general. Uh, but like I said, we go up there to the youth group, we sing some songs, play another quick little game, and then I do some preaching, whether it's Renewing the Mind, this series that I'm talking about, starting from Romans 7 and Romans 12, or what Mr. Sopchak is going through um, there on the Wednesdays. Uh, in September, just to quickly give you a rundown of the year, okay? in September, we kicked off the new school year uh, uh, with an activity to Sky Zone. Um, I went to camp last year, to Mount Moriah Christian camp, and I met up with Pastor uh, Sweet uh, up there, and I I got to be really good friends with him. I love Pastor Sweet, and I also uh, became really good friends with Pastor West, uh, Samuel West, who's a youth pastor in town as well, Um, and and I was like, you know what, it'd be great to kind of get these teenagers along with these other churches so they can see other teenagers of like faith and, and get together. And I thought, what better way to do it than to have us go and jump on trampolines for a couple of hours, right? That's the best way to do it. So I called Pastor West. I called Pastor Sweet. And I said, hey, uh, let's get all of our teens together. Let, let's have them kind of meet up together. Let's do an activity at a Sky Zone. And so I called them both. And we had over 100 teens in attendance that night. Um, and, and we came. Some of you guys remember we had a packed, full of teenagers here that night, Uh, and we met, I met up with Pastor Sweet and Pastor West in town, and that was the beginning of September uh, uh, for the activity there we did for Sky Zone. We had a really good time. In October, uh, Mr. Marlon came up and told us about how his Sunday school went to Harvest Hollow Hollow in Polk City. Uh, He actually had told us about it and uh, I took him upon his offer and said, hey, can the teens go to an event? And by the way, all these things I'm telling you about, you'll see pictures up there, okay? That's why I'm kind of going brief, and you kind of get an idea, okay? Um, and so I said, hey, can we kind of join you guys? And, and we're thankful that the people who own the place uh, let the teenagers go and free. And so we praise the Lord for that. So we we're, were able to bring the teens out there and uh, get lost in the corn maze, amen. <laughs> Was a good time, and just eat some uh, good food, drink some sweet tea, um, all those good things. And so we went uh, up there and joined Mylon's Sunday school class, college and career, uh, to the Harvest Hollow. In November, um, we actually went to my in-law's house, uh, uh, who are renting a, a, from the Nelsons, and they opened up their home from us. They have a really big, nice property, and uh, we went there just kind of as, uh, as a harvest activity, where our teens enjoyed uh, painting pumpkins, playing some volleyball. Uh, we had many outside games, baseball. Um, that we did there a couple things, and then I was really, really glad to be able to have my father-in-law preach that night. Uh, it was at nighttime. It was really sweet. We had the bonfire going, the teens surrounding, and my father-in-law got to preach for that, uh, and that was a great time, and that's an activity you'll see. Just a couple pictures of that as well uh, that we did in November. In December, we had a Christmas youth night where we were able to play some board games, preach, Give away a brand new Schofield Study Bible, and the teens were so excited. I mean, if you could have seen the teens, um, and, you know, for Christmas, we know we're giving away some gifts, but every teen it was it was amazing. They said, "I want the Bible! I want the Bible!" So p- praise the Lord. Um, uh, but that was just awesome that uh, our Christmas activity that uh, we're able to give away a Schofield Study Bible that was donated by a church member, by the way, and so we appreciate that. Uh, in February, you'll, and like like I said, you'll see a lot of pictures of this. February, there's a lot of stuff we do. Okay, there's a lot of stuff in February. We attended a youth rally. Uh, I called up Pastor West. Actually, he called me up, Pastor West, and he said, hey, we're having a, a youth rally in town. A preacher from Bill Rice Ranch, uh, evangelist Matt Downs, is going to be preaching. And so I decided to go out and take the teens to that event. We had a good group there, took a bus out there. We had some games. You'll see that there. You see a bunch of teenagers in red shirts. Uh, that's, that's the video of Memorial Baptist Church in that youth valley that we went to. We enjoyed some really good food with them really good fellowship, good games, and then really good preaching, especially from from evangelist Matt Downs. Uh, In March, our teens were very involved in the missions conference. Um, Every year we serve for the missions conference, when, the, uh, when they come here, we have our teens uh, do some refills on their drinks, maybe serve them to de- uh, desserts and clean up and do a lot of things there, um, and, and we do in March. And so all school year long, okay, there's a lot of stuff I know, okay, all school year long, uh, they have had opportunities just to get involved uh, to serve here at Central Baptist Church. And uh, one of the greatest things I'm so thankful for, you'll see up here as well, is soul winning our teenagers and this is this is none of me but our teenagers have been so faithful and soul winning this year and i give glory to god for that and so many of them just want to come out um and i have let, several videos if you see a, a group of teens walking in a neighborhood that's us soul winning okay so you're like what are they doing that's that's soul winning um and one of the highlights i'm thankful for mr carpenter by the way i don't want to forget him he, he drives a bus for us every single saturday that we got for the teens and we had a good group and so i'm thankful for mr carpenter who's always being willing to drive the bus for us and there's one time where we were blitzing Mr. Carpenter and we had a lot of teens and we thought, well, maybe let's go downtown and uh, maybe hand out a lot of flyers there for a uh, revival service. And we had no clue, but when we went down there, there was like a, an activity at the downtown Ocala. like, And so there were people everywhere and we're like, oh, jackpot, and just started, you know, throwing flyers everywhere. And so you'll see a video there where I'm kinda doing a selfie, uh, and I'm kinda like, hey, we're out here handing out flyers, and there's people everywhere, it's loud. That's what's going on, that we're soul winning at the Downtown Square. You'll recognize it. Um, and so every other Saturday, like I said, we're going soul winning, doing a lot of things. So, uh, and we've done our best to capture these moments. That's why I put up this video. And so this has been in two years. Uh, my wife and I, as since Pastor Andy has, has asked us to be the youth pastor, we've been pastor, youth pastors here for two years, um, so we're thankful for that uh, in these last two years to just get a lot of stuff done, uh, and you guys know we went to camp, you'll see some videos and pictures of camp, but I know some of you were here for that, um, but we did that, and, and we're going to be going to that again, okay? So at this time, I'm going to go ahead and ask, it's about a six-minute and 40-second video, about seven-minute video, um, I hope you guys enjoyed, just... Uh, like I said, I'm trying to briefly as possible give you an idea of what our YouTube's been doing in the last couple of years, okay? So, uh, Brother Mark, if you don't mind going and playing that video, and then right after that, our teens are going to come up and we'll sing a song. to get a nice running head start. Go, 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 go.
1: Get get sick, get
0: have it. There's a try to put that video t- together uh, Many different, uh, like I said, activities that we've done throughout the year. And uh, I forgot to mention uh, Vacation Bible School. Vacation Bible School was uh, a really, really good time as well, um, which we did last year. And what, what we did is, you know, we're just kind of thinking, uh, we played games like toilet paper dodgeball and several other games. Um, and we, we started thinking what's what's a good punishment for these teenagers because we want a a winning team and a losing team yes we call it you you lost okay you're gonna get a punishment and we're thinking well what what can we do well my wife and i had the idea slime slime yes you can't go wrong with slime so what we did is we found out how to make our own slime that's right and then we filled up a ton of about like 15 buckets full of Lowe's buckets of slime and what we did we didn't tell the losing team we just told them look You got to bring clothes on that Friday that you're okay with getting, you know, not clean and et cetera. So what we did is the winning team got to dump slime all over the losing team. So that's why you saw pictures there with all this green, uh, you know, green stuff. That was the slime and all the losing team got slimed. It was great. They loved it. You would think like, yeah, yeah." no, they're like, yeah, more, more. So that's that's teenagers for you, okay? Uh, But at this time, uh, our our group here, we're going to be singing uh, Saved to the Uttermost.
1: I could tell of the story when the thousands were fed, when he lifted the sick, when he raised up the dead. I could tell
0: have your Bibles, go ahead and turn them to Romans with me, please. Romans chapter number 7. Romans chapter number 7. Now, I definitely will not be able to go through the entire series that I've been going through with the teenagers right now, but I uh, tried when I was kind of typing all of this out Again, Romans chapter number 7, Romans chapter number 7. I tried when I was typing all this out thinking, how can I just put everything in a brief summary? And so that's what I'm going to try to do here tonight, okay? Romans chapter number 7, I'm just going to kind of give you an idea of what uh, I've been preaching uh, to the teenagers about renewing the mind. Um, and then I'll kind of just uh, tell it to you guys here too as well here in just a second. But uh, our, our two main key verses where uh, we get this from is going to be Romans chapter number 7. And then right after this, we're going to go to Romans chapter number 12. We're going to read one more verse there. And then we'll pray. And then we'll get uh, right in tonight to what I believe God has for us. Look with me if you would. Romans chapter number 7 and verse number 23. Romans chapter number 7. And look with me, please, at verse number 23. The Bible says this. It says, But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind, and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord so then with the mind I myself serve the law of God but with the flesh the law of sin go ahead and go to Romans chapter number 12 just a couple more chapters over Romans chapter number 12 look at me at verse number 2 Romans chapter number twelve. Look with me at verse number two. The Bible says this. Well, look at verse number one. Look at verse just for context. Says, "I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service." Verse two. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. How? How am I going to be transformed? Well, the Bible says, Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Let's have every head bowed. Let's pray. Father God, we love you. We thank you again so much for this opportunity tonight. And, uh, man, there's so much um, that we've been able to do with these teenagers, with living proof. And I'm so thankful uh, to you personally, God, to you, nobody else, Am I thankful for God? I'm thankful for you because Lord, without you, we can do nothing. But with you, all things are possible. And so I'm thankful for the things that uh, as a youth pastor and with the work that we have, we've been able to accomplish, God. And I know it's so hard to just tell this church everything. But Lord, I hope that tonight they just got an idea of the things that we do. And Lord, uh, I know after, later during the service, they're going to get a chance as well to get involved, God. And I just pray that you would encourage them through their hearts from what I'll say later. And I pray that it'll be a blessing unto them. Now, Lord... During this time, I just pray that your Holy Spirit would speak through me. I know I have him, and Lord, I know he's in me, and I just pray now that I would yield myself to him and that the words that come out of my mouth would be honoring and glorifying to your name. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I want to start off by saying this. You say, I want to tell you how I stumbled across this. And I say stumbled, uh, and I know it wasn't really stumbling, but... Uh, my wife and I, um, I believe, I believe it was, it was either two, two of these evangelists. It was either Brother Evangelist David Cox, if you guys remember David Cox, or Evangelist, I think his name is John Ingram, who came. Uh, it was one of those two who came, and he had a table uh, over here, and uh, he was selling some books. And so my wife and I came over, and we're just, you know, taking a look like we usually do at the books. I want to build a library. I want to have a collection there of books that I can go to. And and there was a book there. It was called Bibs, okay, Bibs. And I was like, Bibs, what is is Bibs, right? What is that? And it said, it it stood for, we're talking to him, he said, Big Idea Bible Study. That's what it stood for, Big Idea Bible Study. And he kind of just went into it and kind of showed us what it is that you do. And I would encourage you. Um, if you're taking notes to write it down, Big Idea Bible Study. This is a huge blessing. And I'm telling you, you can buy it off of Amazon or, or I, I don't know, maybe other bookstore. Um, but we got it when the evangelist was here. But what this book does is it takes you, it, it tells you some books that you're going to study. For instance, my wife and I finished uh, First Thessalonians. And it doesn't do the study for you. You have to do all the studying. However, what this book does is it kind of gives you and kind of guides you how you're going to study the Word of God, how you're going to do it. And so it's the big idea of Bible study. Once we finished that book, it took us to the book of Romans right after that. And so my wife and I would be doing this book, the big idea of Bible study, and we'd be doing the same chapter, same book, whatever. And, I, and, I, and I, when I was doing that study, I came across Romans 7, and then I was reading Romans 12, the way it has it work. And I was just as I was reading there, I was like, man, this is, this is amazing. I can relate to this. And I know for those of you who know Romans chapter number 7, maybe a lot of you can relate to that because in Romans chapter number 7, what we see is we see the war in our members. We see how Paul, what he writes in Romans chapter 7, he says, look, there are things in my life that I want to do, and I never end up doing those things. And then he says on this other side, there are things that I don't want to do, but I end up always doing those bad things that I don't want to do and and so he starts concluding all these things He's like i'm a wretch i'm a sinner he says i need deliverance and then he says i thank god that my deliverer is jesus christ and he summarizes at the end of that chapter he says so then here's the conclusion here's how i'm going to do it there's a war every single day but it's about my mind he says it's about my mind with my mind i serve the law of god with my mind but with my flesh the 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 law of sin and so I was like, huh, that's interesting, because I know every one of us can relate to that. And I was just thinking really about our teenagers in our youth group. You know, uh, church, our teenagers, honestly, and Lord willing, you know, they, they're saved. They do have good desires. <laughs> they do. And I started reading this, and I'm thinking, you know, I know we have a lot of saved teenagers, and I know they have good desires, but always, like he says in Romans, Romans 7, how to perform that which is good, I find not. And I started thinking about, man, you know what, I think I really want to talk to my teenagers about this because I know they have good desires, but every day it's like a war with them. They have good desires and they want to do good, but they can't find out, how do I do it? How do I get all these good desires out of me, right? How do I perform that which is good? And and so when I kept continuing my study, it led up to Romans chapter number 12 and verse number 2, which says, be not conformed to this world. But then it says, but be ye transformed. And then there it is again. By the renewing of your mind. And I'm thinking, there's something here. There's something here that the Bible's trying to say. And the key, Paul is concluding here, to serving God is he keeps coming back to the mind. And so this is how I came across this study. And I said, you know what, I'm going to do a series here to the youth group. I'm going to show them. And, and Lord willing, I'm going to pray. And I'm gonna, what I want to do is I'm going to change their minds. That's what I'm going to do. And how I'm going to do it, using Scripture. And so if you were to look at those two chapters, you know what Paul concludes? He concludes this. The key, listen now, the key to serving God is in your mind. It's amazing to think about. But the key to serving God with your life is right up here in your mind. Think about this. If we can change the way we think, then we can change the way we live. You understand that? If we can change the way we think, Then we can change the way we live. Ralph Waldo Emerson said this, and this is a really good quote if you wanna write this down. I know I'm saying it kinda quick, I talk fast, I know, okay? But Ralph Waldo Emerson said this. He said this sow a thought, and this is a principle of sowing and reaping. So when I say sow, S O W, sow a thought, okay? Sow a thought and reap an action. Okay, so sow a thought and you reap an action. Sow an act. And you reap a habit. Sow a habit and you reap a character. Sow a character and you reap a destiny. And he concluded this. He said, Our destiny is tied directly to and starts with our thoughts. And I thought, that's 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 biblical. <laughs> that's biblical. And it's so true that our thoughts are going to lead to the rest of our lives. Eventually, what you think is going to become an action, and eventually what you do as an action is going to be built up into a habit. And whatever you do as a habit is going to be your character, and who you are as a character is going to determine your destiny, is what he's saying. And so, he's, he knows here that the key is in your mind. And so, this is biblical. As a matter of fact, many times you'll find in the Word of God, when the Word of God says, heart, heart, When it says the heart of man or heart this, heart that, the word of God is often referring to the mind when it says the heart. And let me give you an example for this. In Luke chapter number uh, six and verse 45, if you want to write down the reference. In Luke chapter number six and verse 45, listen to what it says here. It says, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart. That's its mind, okay? A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, bringeth forth that which is evil. And we all know this part, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so what the Bible's saying here is, whatever is on your mind is going to come out through your mouth. Whatever is on your thoughts is going to come out through your mouth. Like eventually, I mean, easiest example, I know all of you are uh, in love right now with your spouse, and it's the easiest example that when you were, quote-unquote, falling in love whatever you want to call it, and you're with your loved one, and you, you thought, man, I really, really like this person, but the word like isn't the word I could say anymore, and all you can think about in your head is love, 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 and so it comes out, I love you, right? Because that was on your mind. That was in your heart, and eventually it showed forth. The love that you had for the person up here showed forth your actions and what you said. And so the Bible says here, That a good man, out of the good treasures of his mind, is going to bring forth good things. Why? Because there's good things up there. But if there's a bad man, you can bet he has bad thoughts. So guess what's going to produce in his life? Bad things. Because his thought life isn't so good. And so the Bible says here again, when the word heart is mentioned, you can know it's a lot of times referring to your mind. So here it is. Whatever is on your mind will come out in your words and your actions. And think about this. If you are sowing now, ready? If you are sowing biblical thoughts, you will have a biblical walk. If you are sowing biblical thoughts, you will have, not maybe, but if you are sowing biblical thoughts, you will have a biblical walk. And one of the main reasons why some of us don't have a biblical walk is because we don't have biblical thoughts. It all starts up here. And so if you have biblical thoughts, you will have a biblical walk. So knowing that, here's the question. The question then becomes, what is on your mind? And that's what I've been asking the teens all the time. What's on your mind? What is on your mind? What's going on up here right now, even during this church service? It's amazing to think that even though I'm up here teaching the Word of God, many of you right now are thinking about something, whether it's dinner at Wawa, amen, okay, smoothie, smoothie, smoothies, chocolate banana, throwing it out there for you guys, and s'mores, and chocolate chip, and all of them, all right, amen. So Wawa, maybe you guys are thinking of uh, maybe when you go back home tonight and putting your head on that pillow, whatever it is, but everyone's thinking right now, right, Except the guys have less thoughts, amen? It's a echoey up here. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, but we're all thinking, though. Uh, all of us have something in our brain right now. We're constantly thinking, and eventually our thoughts are going to perform actions. They're going to come out in what we say and what we do. So the question, again, what is on our mind? What is on our mind? Now, you may think to yourself, okay, is it hard to find out what's, what's on someone else's mind? Because, look, it, for, for you to figure out what I'm thinking about is pretty much impossible in a sense of like no one in here can read my mind right so you might ask yourself is it possible to find out what someone else is thinking and the answer is yes the answer is just I want you to see this here I want you to go to the book of second Peter everyone go right now the book of second Peter the question becomes again what is on your mind what is on your mind and is it possible to figure out what's on the what's on somebody else's mind is that possible how do we figure out what another person is thinking. And and the goal again tonight, the goal I'm sharing this with you not because I'm like, "Ooh, I want to figure out what they're thinking." That's that's not what my point is, okay? What my point is is that you can tell a lot about somebody here. You can tell a, a lot about what somebody's thinking according to scripture. I want you to go to 2 Peter chapter number 3. 2 Peter chapter number 3. We're going to read two verses here. 2 Peter chapter number 3 and we'll read verses 7 and 8. 2 Peter chapter number 3, verses 7 and 8. A question, again, becomes what is on your mind? What is on my mind? Is it easy to tell what's on somebody else's mind, okay? So 2 Peter chapter number 3, look with me at verse number 7 and verse number 8. The Bible says this, And delivered just Lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked, for that righteous man, dwelling among them, and seeing and hearing, vexed his righteous soul from day to day, With their unlawful deeds. Now, don't miss this here. The Bible says that Lot's mind, his mind was polluted through what he heard and through what he saw while living in Sodom. Lot's mind was polluted through what he saw and what he heard in Sodom. So get this then, okay? Show me what you're listening to, show me what you watch. And I'll tell you what's on your mind. Show me what you're watching at home. Show me the music that you're listening to, and I'll be more than glad to tell you what's on your mind. Because the Bible says here that Lot, who was a just man, a Christian living in Sodom, vexed his soul every day by listening. And by uh, uh, seeing everything he did in Sodom, and eventually what he saw and what he heard went into his mind, and that affected him. All those bad words that he might have heard, all those bad things he might have saw, he couldn't get it out of his head. And eventually there was so much stuff in there that it just blew up and it came out in his life. and And he ruined himself simply because of the things that he saw and he heard. So the answer to that question is, I can tell a lot about what a person is thinking about if you just tell me what they're watching and what they're listening to. It'd be easy, I can tell you. Now, what I've been doing with my teams, is, Mr. Hopper, you can bring up right now that PowerPoint. I've been trying to give an illustration in a sense of what this would look like, because I know it's not always easy to put it together, okay? So um, this is renewing the mind, and this came out of Proverbs chapter number uh, 24, or Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, which says, uh, "Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life." The word "keep" there means to guard. And so I said, "Guard your mind." So if you could uh, go to the next slide here, Uh, this is uh, uh, just Johnny. Okay, not Johnny who goes. I don't don't know. I saw Johnny this morning. Okay, but this is not that Johnny. But this is just a random. This is another Johnny. Okay, I, I named him. His name is Johnny. Okay, and then go to the next slide. We see here this is Johnny's mind. Okay. Go to the next slide, okay, another one. Uh, I know I kind of worded it weird here, okay. So if we look, there's Johnny, there's Johnny's mind, okay. This is what we call, I told the teenagers, teenagers, you have two gates, okay. You have two gates, teenagers, according to 2 Peter. You have what we call the eye gate, and the next slide here, which is the ear gate, okay. And you can go to the next slide here. Now, everything teenagers, I told them, whatever you're looking at on your phone, Okay, whatever you're listening to when those AirPods go in teenagers, and I start telling you, whatever you're watching, whatever you're listening to, in this case I said, okay, there's TV, there's music, if you can hit the next buttons here, you'll kind of see them, how they drift into the mind, if you can hit the next buttons there, I know you might have to hit it a couple times, see that? I was watching TV, the TV came into my mind, music, same thing, music goes into my mind, so whatever I watch, whatever I hear is going to go up into my mind, okay, and you can hit the next slide now. Now, I kind of gave this to the teenagers, and some of you might not know what this is, but this is a lot of social media up there, okay, that a lot of the teenagers deal with, okay, and I tease them, I always say things like InstaFace, whatever, okay, that doesn't exist, but up there, you got social media, you got things like Snapchat, anybody ever heard of Snapchat, right, you got Snapchat, Instagram, anybody ever heard of Instagram before, Instagram, uh, uh, TikTok, anybody ever heard of TikTok, Oh man, okay. TikTok, and then uh, that's an old school cell phone. I like to show them that because they probably don't know what that, an old school cell phone looks like. There, okay. But there's an old school cell phone, uh, and so I said, "Look, teenagers, this is Johnny's mind here. Look, he's been watching and he's been listening to all this music, and and yeah, you see those bad words in his head. You want to know where Johnny got that from? The music and the shows he was watching. No wonder why you're cursing." Because you're watching TV with curse words, you're listening to music with curse words, so it's in your mind. And guess what? Those bad words are in your mind. Guess what? They're going to come out out of your mouth too. And so I said, look, you got all this stuff in your mind. Eventually, if you get the next slide here, eventually, okay, oh yeah, and by the way, I put the little Bible up there, really tiny. You see that? Because you got all this stuff you're spending time in, and then that one little Bible represents the one hour of youth group. Listen to me, church, you all know this, one hour in youth group is not going to solve the issues in teenagers' lives. It's not. These teenagers really need to get themselves in the Word of God. If that's all the Bible they get in the week, and and then the rest is filled up in their mind with all the social media, it's not going to work. But eventually, if you can hit the next slide, all this has to come out. And so where is it going to come out of? The mouth. So you can hit the next slide there, and you see it it all comes out. All the junk that's in the brain comes out. Everything they listen to, everything they watch, it's all in the brain, and eventually it has to come out somewhere. Where is it going to come out? Through their mouth and through their life. That's what the Bible teaches that is biblical now scripture again tells us that you and I we need to change the way that we think we have to renew our mind if we're ever going to be sanctified Philippians 4 8 you don't have to turn there you can write it down I'm almost done here Philippians 4 eight says this finally brethren whatsoever things are true whatsoever things are honest whatsoever things are just pure lovely are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things, he says. Think on those things. Don't think on those things, okay, right? Don't think on the bad, all that. Think on the good things here. And so the Bible teaches here that you need to be thinking on things that are true, honest. Now, right now at the moment in my series, I'm breaking down this verse. I'm talking about things that are true, things that are honest, things that are just, things that are lovely, and and et cetera. But the Bible says, think on things that are true. Now, again, I'm not going to preach every key word here, but I just want to talk one really quickly about truth. And Pastor, you just brought this up too in the meeting. It says in John 17, 17, you know what the Bible says there? Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth, the Bible says. Thy word is truth. So I tell the teenagers, look, teenagers, you got a lot of things on your mind. But you know what Paul says? You need to think on true. Not just random things. There's a lot of things that are true in this world. There are a lot of things, but we're talking about the truth, the word of God. Teenagers, this needs to be On your mind which is why we're talking about Psalm 119 get in the Word of God it goes hand in hand you need to be in your Bible you can't think on things that are true if you don't know what things are true it doesn't work like that you have to read your Bible and when you read your Bible the Bible says think on those things peace the Bible says is gonna come blessings it's gonna be well with you so Paul again in essence through the inspiration of God is telling us that we need to have God's Word on our mind That's what he's saying, God's Word on our mind. Again, Proverbs 4.23 says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. We need to guard our minds. We need to guard our minds with all diligence. And what better way to do it? What better way to guard our minds than with the Word of God? It's the best way, as you just heard this morning. Jesus, how did he refute the devil? As it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Matthew 4, 4, and every temptation. How did he defeat it? By the word of God. He was the word. The word became flesh. That's the victory. You understand that? That's the victory, and you have to get it in your brain. And when you do, guess what? You're renewing your mind. You're renewing your mind. And when you renew your mind, then you're transformed. And when you're transformed, man, the world's going to see it. Because <laughs> you're going to talk differently, you're going to act differently, and all because you're thinking differently. It all comes down to the way we think. Psalms 119, which I've been memorizing, in verse number 9 says, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. With my whole heart have I sought thee. O let me not wander from thy commandments. And we say this in our pledges. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. He says, Blessed thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes, he says. With my lips have I declared all the judgments of thy mouth. And he goes on and he goes on, and, and you see it word after word after word, and at the last he says this. He says, I will delight myself in thy statutes. He says, I will not forget thy word, he says. I won't forget it, God. It is my life. It's my sustenance. I am not going to forget it, God. I will not forget your word. So as we close tonight... Every time I do with the teens. This is my series, church. This is what I'm doing with the teens. This is what I've been preaching about. I've been trying to help and fix the brains. Because if we can get the brains of these teenagers, we can fix everything else. That's it. That's what it boils down to. So as we ask ourselves some questions here, and I'll turn it over to Pastor, here's something to think about. What's on your mind, church? What's on your mind? What are you letting in through your eyes eyes? And through your ears? What are you letting in through your eyes and your ears? Are you guarding your thoughts? Are you guarding your mind? And then here's a very humbling question here. Think about this. If you were to act upon what you were thinking right now, would the action that comes forth from that thought be good or bad? Think about that. If you were to act upon what you were thinking right now, would that action be good? Or would it be bad? Let's pray.